Happy Tuesday, everyone. How are we doing? Happy Thursday. Tuesday. <laughs> we, we release it on a Tuesday. That's what we say. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> I'm going to include that. That's fucking funny. I'm good. You know, it's been a week. We have, I mean, obviously we have this amazing guest today. And so I have to introduce her. It is our dear friend, friend of the pod to be exact. Um, Officially. Official friend of the pod. Officially LinkedIn friends. I just accepted your LinkedIn request five minutes ago. I now follow you on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, NFG, what's up? What is going (laughs) on? What is up? How are we? Wait, tell us a little about yourself. Like give, give our little audience the 30 second elevator pitch. Okay. Awesome. So, um, I grew up in New York city. I actually attended Cornell and studied fashion design there, which is, you know, pretty unique, I guess, not something you would expect at Cornell. Um, and popped out of college during the pandemic, of course, um, job, job market was tough, but landed a design job. And, and that was really exciting for me. And then after some time, I really wanted to learn about um, the business side of the fashion industry mm-hmm. and find myself in a little bit more of a corporate setting. So mm-hmm. I pivoted um, into the buying division at a luxury retail store here in New York City. Um, fast forward to November of 2021, became pretty curious about crypto after hearing about it for a while um, and also about NFTs. Fast forward again, and you will find me where I am now, the founder of NFC, which is a lifestyle brand that is leveraging blockchain technology by tying physical products to NFTs. And that is my spiel. Nice. So what's an example of a physical product that you're tying to NFTs? So the very first product that I have released, um, released about a month ago, which was very, very exciting. And it's a sleep mask. Um, it says crypto, crypto never sleeps, but I should. Um, and it's just funny because when I first started this all, um, there were tons of sleepless nights, um, just because I was so curious and I would not sleep because I just wanted to learn and I was reading and listening and just so excited about the technology. So like I wouldn't sleep and everyone's like, you have to sleep. Um, you know, I was working and also learning all about this. So I kind of wanted to release my first product, um, in a way that would inspire balance and hopefully wellness and, Hopefully I could myself take the own advice of that first product. So the, the sleep mask says crypto never sleeps, but I should. And um, you get the digital artwork and by purchasing the NF she or the NFT, um, you then are shipped that physical product. So you're tying that physical item to the blockchain. Shit. Fire. That's fire. That's it. <laughs> So that's a nice little uh that's a nice little like onboarding tool right it feels like it kind of uh take away the barrier of like or the uncertainty of like buying something yeah. that doesn't actually physically exist you you're just like tying in a little a little product with it i like it 
Yeah, totally. Like- it's a it's a much more familiar shopping experience, and that's kind of my goal with this. I think this whole JPEG craze can be a little bit scary to many people. It doesn't really make sense. Like, what is the value of something that is just digital? I can't hold it. Um, and so I really wanted to create an experience that's familiar. Also, I think that there's going to be so much value in the future um, relating to transaction IDs and record of ownership um, and authenticity um, as it relates to the blockchain. So that's why like, my focus is very much on tying physical items to the blockchain, not only because it's familiar, but also because of the value that's growing. Um, but yeah, I wanted something familiar to help onboard people. That to me made a lot more sense and was something that during the early stages of my, you know, crypto web three rabbit hole learnings, like made sense in my mind. So you kind of then you're touching on, like, I was just going to ask you too, just what was kind of like the main goals that you wanted to establish when you were first starting out and kind of like, what were you reaching towards? Would you say that's one of them is just trying to really bridge this physical and digital world together? Yeah, I definitely see a lot of value there. But when I first started this whole journey, um, first of all, I had no idea I would be developing a brand as like relating to crypto. That was definitely not on my radar. Um, I was just looking to learn. I was really interested in connecting. I was really interested in learning something new um, and kind of pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. And, you know, with NFG, I was able to connect with so many different people, yeah. just having this name. Um, and I was tapping into a whole artist community that I didn't even know existed, which was also really exciting. So it was just like I was uncovering more and more exciting aspects of this industry that I couldn't have anticipated. Um, The main one being this network of people that are so enthusiastic and passionate about the space and the opportunities it it creates. Um, So, you know, once I started really falling down the rabbit hole, um, I went kind of full force ahead. And I had also been kind of working to develop some of my um, items that I had designed and and created during college um, in like runway shows and everything that I was working on for school. And then it just made sense for me to bring that like development product passion of mine together with this new blockchain passion that I was learning all about. Um, So it felt very natural to me to kind of integrate the two. And also I thought it would be like something that consumers could easily digest and begin to understand since it is a very familiar, unfamiliar, excuse me, unfamiliar kind of world of, of web three. love that. Yeah. So what's, um, what's your work-life balance like these days? <laughs> um, it is definitely better, much improved, um, improved? prior to, yeah, much improved, but Um, Prior to my first event that I hosted that, of course, you guys were the wonderful moderators for, it was was a little intense. Um, There was a lot I had to, you know, orchestrate in order to make sure that everything went smoothly. Um, But, you know, I'm still very focused on having conversations with all of the different artists that I've connected with on a daily basis. Um, trying to prepare for new projects that I'm very excited to release. So there's like a lot going on, um, but I'm sleeping now. <laughs> I know. I wanted to ask you if you were sleeping. 
I am. I'm definitely sleeping now. Um, I definitely have a much better balance and I'm integrating some exercise into my day as well. So that's good. Um, but honestly, like the reason why I'm not sleeping and it seemed or wasn't sleeping now I'm sleeping, I promise. But and it seems so crazy is just because I was so energized by the space and the people I was talking to, like I didn't want to go to sleep. It wasn't like I was up late studying for something I hated or wasn't excited for. It wasn't a test. It was something I genuinely was passionate right. about. And that's why I felt so excited to take the leap and really like launch this brand. So then I guess on the flip side of that, what have you found to be the most challenging part of really pursuing? I mean, I think for young people, especially at this age, we are not as lucky to have the opportunity and like the time even to pursue our passions, yeah. like the fullest extent. Yeah. So what have, because you are now in that headspace and like, that's what your life is right now is like, you're so passionate about this. Obviously we can hear it in your voice. What has been the most challenging aspect of that? I have had to face a ton of fears with starting this. I am a pretty introverted person. Like I can be extroverted at times, but I'm a pretty introverted person. Dom, you know this. Yeah. I'm pretty shy at times. Um, but I have, you know, had to create a network um, and meet so many strangers, as silly as that sounds, in order to help learn and teach myself all about this, this new technology. When I first started, I didn't know anything and I had to swallow my pride and, and ask those questions to people I didn't know and come clean and be very candid about what I did and didn't know. And that was something that at first was weird, but it became something that was almost part of like who I, it's like who I am. Like yeah. I've never called myself an expert at anything. I've always been someone who wants to learn and I've always been very candid about what I do and don't know, but coming clean about that, like to strangers was, was hard. So yeah. I had to go into these spaces on Twitter or whatever, um, or however I was meeting people and ask the questions that I was scared to ask to these people that I've respected and wanted to learn from but that was the only way I was going to learn you know I was doing a lot of I was listening to podcasts and reading and all that sort of but there's stuff, only but so was, much literature out the there. Convert, and it was the conversation that really stuck for me right. um that was really how I could learn and you know the literature and everything they write out steps they say things xyz that you're supposed to know and understand it first of all half of it is so confusing you can't understand but yeah. it's not real like having a genuine conversation with someone and being like why like what led to the success that you are now seeing for your project and actually like getting into it, it that's so much more constructive than reading a step-by-step -step, step one step two step three it, like what does that even mean um and every project every brand you know every podcast is individual and I had to have tons of conversations with founders and artists who had all different types of experiences and kind of pick and choose what might be applicable to NFG um, and what might be helpful. And either I was adding it to my list of things to try or using it to help brainstorm or crossing it off the list. But, you know, I had to be very comfortable asking questions and, um, you know, public speaking, which was something I was never excited to do. Um, had to become something I was, you know, proud and excited to do. And, and I am because of how passionate I am about this brand. Um, but I actually spoke in San Diego at a conference and 
it was so frightening for me to have to face that fear because public speaking has never been a favorite thing of mine. If you know me personally, you know, but now I'm much more comfortable because, you know, I have the confidence that NFG has given me, but also I'm so excited that it's, it's a, I don't even have to think about it. Right. <laughs> it just is like, this is just my favorite thing to talk about and teach and learn about myself. And sharing that is so important to me. So what advice, you know, we should be giving advice, obviously. <laughs> what? Yeah, here we go. I know here everyone wants go. to listen to me. No one wants to listen to me give advice, but <laughs> what advice would you tell yourself six months ago? And therefore tell oh a young creator about to like <clears throat> enter like the precipice of their, either their passion or their career or. Yeah. I mean, I would say just get started. That is the scariest thing. Um, but just deciding today's the day where I'm going to start yeah, whatever journey that it. is and actually like going out and doing it, making a list for yourself each day to tell yourself what you're going to do that day in order to get yourself closer to that dream. Like that is the best advice. Um, make a plan, figure out a strategy and, you know, from that, once you have your goals decided, figure out all the steps that come before that to lead you to that point. And it's possible that that goal might change. It's possible that success might look different to you, you know, halfway down that that path or whatever. But just get yourself started and motivate yourself. Um, but also make sure that, you know, if you're taking a leap on something creative and something different and, um, be passionate about it, believe in it. And if you don't keep working at it, because I didn't feel comfortable, you know, starting my own thing or whatever, until I really felt like I, this was what I wanted to talk about all day. This was what I wanted to, you know, base my days around. I wanted to spend my day learning about blockchain technology and its integration into fashion, because that was my passion. It was becoming something that like, I couldn't help myself, but but focus on and talk about. So definitely find that thing that gets you fired up and gets you going because that's, that's what makes it worth it and much more rewarding. That was beautiful. That's lovely. <laughs> I'm touched. I have, one, I have one more question for you though. And I've been dying to ask you this. Oh God. Yeah. Um, well, I just want to get your, get your view on like the concept of like crypto like i guess the kind of general concept of crypto and like crypto bros and like <laughs> that that whole vibe because i think that like blockchain technology is not something that many people are familiar with um yeah. it's something that people are learning about every day we're learning about i'm learning about it like i'm not an expert as i said before um and diving into it because of curiosity is exactly why I want other people to learn about it and really understand all the value. Because I think at that point, once you've done a little bit of research, those stereotypes about the space start to fall apart. But finally tapping into a world of people that were in that, that side of things with me, I didn't even know it, but you know, who are passionate about art and passionate about what it means to be an artist, like that has been really empowering and impactful for me beyond just the crypto stuff and the bro yeah. stuff it's this artist community and what that means um and the, the way people are coming together that i have been so blown away 
by. And I guess that's why I almost see myself as separate from that whole crypto bro sphere that a lot of people kind of talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it feels a little bit different for me. Definitely. And and you could definitely feel that at, at the NFC event last week, I would say for sure. This is so interesting to me because I, you have completely changed my perspective over the past couple of months, just talking to you and being at the event. And I just want to say thank you for that because I like you, I think, and Will's like this too. I know we are so open to just learning about new things and embracing that. I think that's even part of what this podcast is, is us just like being able to engage and have discourse about things that we don't even know that much about, but it being an open space. So Thank yeah. you for providing that of space course. at your beautiful, absolutely seamless event. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming here and yeah. also providing. Well, thank you guys for moderating the panels. I mean, that was a blast. It, it was, was so dope. amazing to watch. Um, I know you guys are comfortable behind a microphone on, and a screen, but you know, to see yeah. it in real life was amazing. Um, I've been so impressed with everything you guys have started and been able to achieve and um it's just awesome to connect over things that we're starting and see where we all end up and you know it's just enjoying this whole ride and learning experience that's the best part hell yeah awesome yeah. um plug your twitter plug it real hard plug your instagram. plug my twitter plug your twitter okay. your instagram my everything. socials my socials across the board are at nfg n-f-s-h-e underscore official um so you can follow me on twitter instagram tiktok um you can also go to my website nfc.io to see the project that i released and learn a little bit more about the brand in general um you can also get to all my socials from there so yeah all right everyone if you're gonna get into if you're gonna get into it get in it get into it let's really do it no literally yeah, for yeah. sure um, let me, and like, let, me uh, let me give you my hypothetical too because well this, <laughs> this is fashion this is fashion related and i'm just i'm curious about it we got so, four, i have four minutes left to get off so you better be freaking quick with it'll it. be quick it'll be like it'll be two tops oh, um okay so let's let's imagine that like the wild west is a thing today like it's like a frontier and there's like cowboys like cow, like cowboy culture is like popping up, like it's the 1800s, basically. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, do you think cowboys would still wear like jeans and boots and shit, or would they be in like athleisure type, like sweats and shit? You know, you know what I mean? Because cowboys today wear the jeans and all of that and the vests and shit, but that's because it's the cowboy aesthetic, right? Like, it's you're like, oh, I'm a cowboy. Like these are my cowboy boots and shit, but. I don't probably know. find out if you're truly a creative. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Do you think um, they would dress for vibes or for performance, basically? I mean, I think that the reason why they got to jeans and boots was all for functionality. Yes. So I have to imagine that there's a reason why we got, we started there. Um, so maybe, I don't know. Yeah, but they used I, to like play baseball in jeans and shit too. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Jeans were like an invention. <laughs> People forget. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. 
I hope they wear the same thing because I kind of like the getup. It's pretty dope. Yeah, I feel like it has to be the getup. Like they're so committed to the getup that they have to continue, even if it's not functional anymore. Yeah, Yeah. but but that's my that's kind of my point though. Like if the getup didn't really exist, if it didn't exist as like the aesthetic, is there a reason to wear that type of shit? Maybe there is. I don't know. I don't. I don't really be riding horses and shit either. So. I don't know I what mean, the function, what the what the needs yeah. are. I mean, yeah, I, like horseback riders that are not cowboy cowboys and cowgirls wear a legging type pants. Ah, now so, we're getting to it. So you know, maybe that is what they would be wearing, but the leather boots still stuck. So yes. I think that ah. might be important, but maybe the pant would change. But there's still suede for grip on those leggings that riders wear. So I don't know. See, so we're talking suede and boots. See, this is why I asked you. This is why I asked the fashion, the fashion people, the fashion hypotheticals. That's how we do it. Yeah. Amazing. But yeah, we'll we'll put it on a poll or something on IG. See what people think. <laughs> yeah. See what people think. Yeah. I don't know how it, how I would like word that. In enough words to get it on a poll. I don't, I don't gotta think about it. I know. But thanks so much. Thank you guys. This was a blast. So fun to chat with you as always. Mm-hmm.